Coming up today on Guts, Grit, and Great Business. You need to know that I want to do this, even if it's because maybe you're wise, I just hate my job, right? And that's not our purpose, but it's a why that gets you moving forwards because you, you're going to have hard days. <laughs> you know, you're going to have days where you're like, why did I do this? You need something that can carry you through that so you can keep moving forward. And then eventually at some point you'll get to a point where you're like, I know why. And I could, I'd say now, Heather, more than ever before, I know my why. And this is the funny thing, because my goal was always to work less. But now I work, know my why. I work harder than I've ever worked in my life. Like my days, I'm like, can I fit in another five-minute conversation here or a little bit? Like I'm just packing, like where can I find a slot to do something more? Because I love it. I love it. And, and it serves my purpose. The adventure of entrepreneurship and building a life and business you love, preferably at the same time, is not for the faint of heart. That's why Heather Pierce Campbell is bringing you a dose of guts, grit, and great business stories that will inspire and motivate you to create what you want in your business and life. Welcome to the Guts, Grit, and Great Business Podcast, where endurance is required. Now here's your host, the legal website warrior, Heather Pierce Campbell. Alrighty. Welcome. I am Heather Pierce Campbell, the legal website warrior. I'm an attorney and legal coach based here in Seattle, Washington, serving online information entrepreneurs throughout the U.S. and the world. Welcome to today's episode of Guts, Grit, and Great Business. I am so excited to welcome my friend Divian. Divian Mystery, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, really excited. good to have you here. I'm really looking forward to this. I have been looking forward to this. You and I connected, gosh, probably a few weeks ago now. But Divian and I are in a mastermind together, and he is the creator of Headache Free Websites. So we're going to get into a bunch of website marketing, branding stuff today. Uh, But for those of you that don't know Divian, Divian is a marketing expert for personal brands who want to grow their business using proven, time-tested strategies. After starting his first business at age 14, he became known as the ticket master at university, has helped clients create six months of income within just three weeks tripled event ticket sales within 24 hours, and quadrupled event registrations within one month. He raised 5,000 pounds for the Make-A-Wish Foundation at a charity event he hosted with keynote speaker Kevin Green from the TV show The Secret Millionaire, and he's been featured in two business books. Welcome, Divian. So excited to connect. Yeah, this is really cool. I'm really grateful that I'm able to be on here. <laughs> yeah, well, you're you're talking to the right audience, right? So a lot of the vast majority of folks that I serve are expert-based businesses, many of whom are really building personal brands or have some element of personal brand, you know, involved in even the build out of their business. So you know, it's a unique crowd and it's my very favorite crowd to serve. And all of these folks have online based businesses, right? So this is a really important conversation because one of the very first places that I often start with my clients is looking at what I call their their home base or their online hub, right? Mm-hmm. Often the cornerstone of their business. So we need people like you to help us really 
figure out how to do this right because I think so many people get it wrong. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. This, um, I think in in this online space where you are the brand, there's something that occurs which doesn't always occur with businesses where you are not the brand. And, and the way you sell is different as well because it, you're selling you to some level and your expertise. And uh, what's really interesting is I found this pattern, and, and this is usually where the the challenges or the mis- – I don't really like using the word mistakes, but the challenges set in, in that because you're the brand, you often end up mixing up your value and your self-worth, and then your marketing goes off, and then everything else goes off. And then you wonder why you don't get sales and you wonder why it's not working, but it's working for everyone else. And uh, yeah, that, it causes a lot of challenges and <laughs> it yeah. causes a lot of disruption in just being able to get clients and being clear. Mm. Well, and that's such a big conversation around, you know, somebody's value and self-worth, right? Being tied up in a personal brand. It's so true and reminds me of a conversation I had with another guest on the podcast who also, you know, uh, she's not in the website space, but in kind of the business coaching space of people building personal brands. And a huge part of our conversation was around that, right? This, this personal journey that we have in the build out of our, our business and how much, how much opportunity there is for personal development inside of the business journey. So I'd love to know a little bit more about the about your journey, about how you got started, about how you became interested in this area. Will you share with us a little bit about your roots? Yeah. So, <laughs> so the first website I ever built, I was 13 years old and I taught myself how to code HTML, JavaScript, PHP, MySQL, and CSS. Uh, and I coded the thing. Back then you had to like type words out and in a little notepad file and upload it and hope that you type the right thing in to make it work. <laughs> and probably the biggest learning curve at that point was me and my friends uh, played this online text-based role-play game. So it was, a, you know, like you're a person and you go into the forest and you find a, a sword and a shield and you got money and then you upgrade and join a clan and have battles and all that kind of stuff. So we're playing this game called Dragon Swords role-play game. DSRPG was the was the URL. And uh, the owner shut it down one day. It was like 2,000 members. And my friend, somehow, I don't actually know to this day how he got it, but he got all the source code for that website. So we started up DSRPG2.co.uk. So they're like the version two of it, or dot, maybe it was .com, I don't know, whichever. Um, and so then because I'd already learned how to build some websites, I decided to become the head coder and start coding new features and stuff like that at the age of 13, on dial-up internet. Um, and I remember one day, um, I came home from school and the website wasn't working. And I spent six hours looking for a, a colon that should have been a semicolon. And I actually then, from that day, decided that I probably should spend more time with people than doing this. So I quit. And then like a month later, my mate got 2000 pounds worth of donations which at the age of 13 you're literally a millionaire with two grand right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so i could have had a 50 percent of that but um quit a little bit early but that that was kind of the very start of the journey and then over the years i've run many different uh little ventures here and there and and stuff like that um 
and then my previous business was in uh was in property and i was training people in property so we made we made a few mistakes cost us mm-hmm. a, 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 i'm gonna say a small amount of money it wasn't a small amount of money um, and i was already doing this on the side so i decided to kind of shut that down and focus on this and plus what i love about this business is I really feel this deep calling to help the people who help people. Mm. And this enables me to really help them in a way which they need help um, with an expertise that not many people, there might be a lot of people out there who can build websites, but not a lot of people can combine the people skills, building websites and the marketing skills Mm -hmm. together into one to really help you to get the right thing that you need. Yeah. So that's kind of a synopsis. Otherwise, we'd be here for the whole hour just talking about <laughs> my journey to this point. And, no, I, you know, I the like 15, it. 20 different ventures I've had in the, in the past. Right. I get it. No, I love the ones that you shared. And um, yeah, even that early, the early stories of figuring out that space, being able to build it again, like that had to feel like quite an accomplishment. And I like I just am so enamored with the way that you just described, you know, why you do your work, loving to help people that help people. Right. And it's the same. It's the same affection that I feel towards my clients as well. Like these are folks that that need to build a thriving business, a thriving small business. Right. They're not they're not building the next Google, most of them, because they're building a business that they want to work in, like deliver deliver a service through, deliver information through in order to achieve or partly fulfill their personal mission here in their life, right? And so it's a really special group of people. And that's how I feel about them as well. Could you get into some of the nuances? Because you mentioned one briefly, right? About those who are building personal brands. What distinguishes them a little bit from, you know, other types of business that are building, you know, building out a website and some of the ways that you help folks in that space address some of those issues? Sure. So um, if so, so the biggest difference, I, I kind of touched upon it, the, the difference between value and your self-worth. So I want to touch on that a, a little bit because this, this is probably the biggest thing that holds any online personal brand back is that that not being able to differentiate the difference between the two. And, and this is also part of my calling, my mission in life is, is people have infinite self-worth. You have infinite self-worth. I have infinite self-worth. Anybody listening to this does. And you could sit on your butt for the rest of your life and you're still worthy and you're still loved and you're still amazing. And you still have huge potential beyond anything you could ever imagine. And then there's the value. And the value is the stuff that you know and that you can help people with. And what happens if people mesh these two together and then to demonstrate their value, what they what most people do is go, I can do this and 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 I can do this. And they can do everything for everybody. And they probably can. You know, as entrepreneurs, we're multi, multi-passionate. multi I'm yet to meet an entrepreneur. He's not multi-passionate. Like, I don't, I, I don't think it exists, right? And so, you know, do, can I solve more problems with the website? 100%. We can solve, I can solve loads of problems. But, but that's the challenge is, like, we, we're, we're, we're then we're presenting all this stuff going because what happens is you say you, you put yourself into a, a niche or for you Americans, niche. Um, <laughs> and 
then somebody says no to you. And what happens if people go, oh, that's about me. Yeah. And that's yourself. And then you're bringing yourself worth in. And then instead of going, okay, they said no, maybe they're the wrong client. Maybe the offer needs changing. Maybe the price needs changing. Maybe I need to market in a different way. Maybe they didn't see the value because I didn't share it. Or maybe they're just the wrong person. Yeah. Um, and so then what we do is we go, oh, maybe we need to go over here and do this thing or this thing or this thing. And then you have this like, you know, I, I, I've done a lot of homepage reviews and I remember one of them, they're like a, a coach who like does tapping um, mm-hmm. and does a couple of other things. I can't, Reiki and something else. I can't remember exactly what. Um, and, and on the website, they were like, I can solve this problem, this one, da, 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 da. And I went to them and I said, here's the thing is what you're actually selling is certainty of the outcome. Because I was in the copy, I read this one line that said, I can create permanent change. And now legally, I don't know if they can claim to, to do that. That's that's your your ballpark. So next time I come across that, I'll send them to you and be like, yo, right, go that. over there. <laughs> um, but I said, if you if you can say them words, then that's actually what you're selling because you want to serve all these different people, and that's what you're selling. And I said, took the example of um, one of the things that they do is help people with weight loss. Mm-hmm. So so here's so. All right, so that's the self-worth value conversation. Here's another conversation that people kind of get uh, confused or don't quite get as clear as they could is when they're putting their website together and their lead magnet and all the stuff around their website, they don't always consider where somebody's at in their journey. So they might have the mm-hmm. right target audience, but they don't consider where they're at. So for example, this person had, they help people lose weight. Now, here's the thing. If you're helping people lose weight, but you're using tapping and coaching and other modalities to do that, well, that's not the first thing I think of when I'm thinking of losing weight. I think of going to the gym. I personally love going to the gym. Some people hate it. That's fine. Doesn't matter. Um, Or eating healthily, which most people, including myself, don't necessarily want to do. <laughs> and, and really, that you need to move. I need to change what you eat. And they're, they're the things you think of. You know, Maybe you go to Weight Watchers or something like that. Um, but you're not going to think of hiring someone to do tapping therapy with you at the beginning of your journey. So if you've got a lead magnet that says, um, that talks to people at the start of their journey, when you're doing something like that, you, you're hitting them at the wrong point. Yeah. Because at that point, they probably ain't going to hire you. They're going to try every single thing in the book and almost give up. And then they go, oh, that's different. So the lead magnet needs to speak to them at that point where they feel frustrated. They've tried everything, um, but they haven't tried this one thing over here. And that's another. So that's one of the things that you've got to be clear about is who's your avatar, who's the person you're speaking to. So I speak to people who are coaches, but where are they at? And most of the time, I'm speaking to people where and people we work with where it's not that they're not starting out because that they're not the people we serve. They're further down the line. Um, you know, maybe they've built a business and they've got revenue coming in and they they want they're at a stage where they want to um, they're, they're having change in their business. So they've done a load of stuff and they managed to get a load of business in and they're successful and they're happy. But they're able to sell. But now they want even more clarity to, to their audience. And it's been a number mm-hmm. of years. And so that's where we position ourselves is actually how do we up level you? from there to help you accelerate, not to get started. 
So I think mm-hmm. that's that's the second thing I'd say is that that conversation around when you're building your website, who are you building it for and what stage are they at in their journey? Mm-hmm. And are you speaking to them at that specific stage or are you speaking to them at the wrong stage? Oh, it's a huge one. And it it's, you know, you think about your own buying experiences, especially if you're looking for somebody to solve a really specific problem, right? The level of confidence you have when you land on a site like that, that's like, oh, we do ABC, XYZ versus, you know, I'm the specialist that's like in my own journey recently, like having to connect with somebody who is specifically a specialist around thyroid and women's hormone health, right? Very different than connecting with a naturopathic doctor that knows a lot about general health and like how to keep most people healthy to, you know, they could even both be naturopathic doctors, but very different focus and very different language being used in their marketing. And it the the level of confidence it, it instills when you connect with somebody who's giving you the message of knowing right where you are in your journey is huge. Yeah, because if you take your two, the two examples you gave, mm-hmm. they could both be equally as qualified to help you. Right. But because the person who talks about your your challenge might be thyroid related and women's health related, if they talk to that audience and exactly where they're at, well, you're going to naturally gravitate towards that um, and 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 want to hire them for that. You know, if you were the the just the general legal person, people would be like, okay, cool, you're just another lawyer, right? <laughs> yeah. And tens of thousands of them out there just pick one you know totally and the reality is i do a wide variety of things for my particular clients but you even look at my branding you know legal website warrior and when people come to me initially and say what do you do right i protect online brands and online businesses of information entrepreneurs and that that has been enough to land me some very big clients in the space. I don't have this long list of other things that I talk about. They're like, oh, you you protect an online business? Like, well, that's what I have, right? Even though they actually have a bunch of offline components as well. It's just that I know that for so many of them, that's the focus. And that's where some of their initial problems show up in their business, right? So it was one of the best things that I did in my journey, when I launched my second business was just around that branding piece of speaking to one specific problem had by like a very specific type of client. Yeah. And I think that that's, if I was to say, what's the biggest challenge that people have online is in personal brands. And the question you asked is actually, haven't answered the question you asked yet. Um, But the biggest challenge is clarity. Yeah. And this, and I'm going to segue this and relate this into the question you asked, which is how does it differ from a business that doesn't have a personal brand? Well, if I'm selling a mouse, you know, that's the mouse. Um, my website might be called mouse, you know, mouse is mouse for sale, or you know, I sell mice from my or whatever. <laughs> Do you know, right. that's a rubbish example. I, I sell pens. <laughs> I sell pens. Um, and, and so it's very obvious what you sell. You sell pens. Mm. And so that's that that component is already decided for you because you've decided based on what you're selling. And so 
Um, if I was to say, what's the benefit of having a pen generally where you can write stuff with it? I might talk about the amount of ink that's inside it, how long it lasts, how it holds, mm-hmm. what it's made out of, et cetera, right? And the size of it, et cetera. And they might be components that me as a buyer, I've already got them clear in my head. I want a pen that's, you know, a particular size. I mean, I I love the, this is actually one of my client's pens. Um, uh, but uh, I love these ones that for some reason that I just, just love them. feel so, comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So sad if you see this, I've got a tongue in my bag. Sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. <laughs> but I love pen these thief. pens. I'm talking to a pen thief. Hilarious. <laughs> you're the, re- you're the reason why all the businesses have to tie strings to the pen, like at the front desk. Right. <laughs> Yes. Um. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Put a big flower on the end. I know. I'm. I'm laughing because I. I love pens and I love. I really love like a good writing utensil. I'm holding up this really fat, chubby one, right? That's covered in rubber. And this is what I actually used to write the bar exam with many, mm. many, many years ago. And I had to write like I don't know, fifty or sixty, eleven, like uh, no, like long form legal size papers, right? Cause it was all handwritten essay. Wow. <laughs> I know over the course of three days, it was nonstop writing wow. like eight hours a day. I, even with a pen like this, that I specifically hunted out to be like the most comfortable thing I could write with. I lost the feeling in my thumb for six months after that exam, like, because I put so much pressure on the nerve anyways, I <laughs> love, love, love a good pen, but I, I get it. What you're saying is that companies that are selling a product, a widget, uh, even a software, right? There's there's already clarity built into what it is, where it fits in the marketplace. I think it's, you know, you still have to be clever. You still have to be smart about what you're doing, but it's, it is very different than a personal brand, mm. right? Yeah, 100, 100%. And I think that's, that's where people get confused is because they, they, and and I'm not poo-pooing anybody in particular here because I don't know who teaches this stuff. Um, but there are some times where you see Facebook profiles and they're like, I do this for this type of person without this and with that so that they can do this and they can do that. And I'm like, you, you're just so unreferable at this point. Like, mm. so, so right at the beginning, the most the simplest thing to do is what do you do and who do you do it for? And just keep it really broad because in reality – most coaches don't have enough leads and enough sales. Oh, Most saying at the beginning, at the beginning of the journey, even further down the line, because you want to capture that attention, right? Mm-hmm. If I do this for this person, well, just keep it really simple. I can capture the attention of them people, and then through looking at my marketing or my website, you're going to start to understand specifically whether you resonate with me or not, and whether it's the specific problem you're trying to solve um, or not. Because most people, when they're looking to solve a problem, they're looking for a coach, they're going to type in business coach. They're not going to type in um, cash flow business coach for people with businesses between 5 million and 10 million. That's not what they type in. They do business coach, and then they look for coaches and then talk about the problem and try you know, or or spiritual coach, but they don't go, most people don't go so granular, at least yeah. not at the start. Yeah. So that's probably the quickest way that, that helps people rattle down, like, the clarity for their audience, mm-hmm. uh, whether at the start, whether they're further down the line. 
Um, that's that's the biggest clar- that's the biggest thing that most people can shift. Be really simple. And there's this uh, YouTube channel that I love uh, watching. This uh, woman called Cody, and I can't remember her surname, but she's in America, and she talks about boring businesses. And I absolutely love this channel because she just talks about boring businesses, right? You know, like you know, laundromats and like car washes and stuff like that. Now, I'm not saying coaching is boring. It's definitely not. But the, the reason these businesses work is because they're simple. Mm. And, and that simplicity, I've seen the pattern. They're always so simple. And it's that simplicity and uh, being able to communicate really simply what you do that gets you the leads. Mm-hmm. Then you can have the conversation and decide whether they're the right client or not. But, yeah. like, that's that's the biggest, biggest thing that differentiates between the the co- the, the, the personal brands and the product brands that, you know, it's easy to differentiate here that I sell pens and it's hard because we put our self-worth into it or we get FOMO. But if I only do that, then I won't be doing this. Yeah. And then our message gets really confusing. Yes. All right. Let's pause for a moment and hear from today's sponsor. Are you an entrepreneur who is on track to make a million or more in revenue this year in your business? If so, your business is likely facing a host of legal issues that are ripe for support. And if you are like so many of my clients at this level, you are likely tired of taking unnecessary risks and a DIY approach to legal support in your business. You're ready to tackle the mess of legal documents, fix legal gaps that you have. You want to take care of your IP, your clients, your business, and avoid unnecessary conflict and risk in the process. If this is you, and beyond just being an entrepreneur, you are a catalyst and are committed to your mission and your impact in the world, I invite you to get in touch. You could be a fit for my Catalyst Club a small business legal support program that I designed for my high-level clients just like you. You can find out more at legalwebsitewarrior.com. Just click on the Work With Me tab to learn more about the Catalyst Club and other ways that I support my clients. A fabulous group of world-changing entrepreneurs, I might add. You've done the initial legwork in your business, and now you want to soar. And you know that you can only go as high and as far as your legal foundation lets you go. So get in touch today. Hop over to LegalWebsiteWarrior.com. Click on the Work With Me tab. And if you have any questions, get in touch through the contact link on my site. I look forward to connecting. It would be a joy to support you on your path. What do you say to the people? Maybe this is a different question that, um, or a different issue that are saying, you know, you have, you can't speak to a broad audience. You can't like, maybe that's too simple because you need to be talking specifically to a very specific person with a specific problem so that they know you are for them. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause you so, hear that a lot but, in the, in the branding and messaging marketplace. Right. So I think there is a time and a place for you to get more specific, but mm. not too specific. Because I guess what I'm referring to is I've seen people's Facebook profiles or LinkedIn profiles where they're like, I do this for this person who has this and this and this and this. And the list is so long. Oh, that it's a long it does, list. Got it. It makes you unreferable. 
So, okay. So you're, yes, you're making the point then it's overbroad because the list is so long versus being very specific. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's okay to be very specific, but also it depends on, again, it comes back to what stage of business are you at. Mm. If you're right at the start, you want to be very broad because I don't know anybody who's set up and run a business really successfully who hasn't iterated like a gazillion times. Oh, the, yes, this is true. <laughs> and I think what can often surprise people is they they launch their business thinking or a new program thinking, I'm going to serve th- these specific types of clients. But then ultimately, who shows up is quite a bit different than who they thought, right? So again, it forces an iteration because who actually ends up being attracted to that messaging or that service or that offer is different than what they thought in their mind, you know, the results would be. So yeah, I think that it definitely is an evolution. 100%. And then when when you become a bigger business where you're like, you know what, I am confident enough that I can bring in in more than enough business. Mm-hmm. And I'm my when your problem and I work with businesses like this where you know they're usually at the mid to late six figures, seven figures kind of range. They they get to a point where they can't handle all of the inquiries coming in, so they hire someone in their team to do that. And then they're handling it, but it's using a lot of time because there's a lot of inquiries where no one's that person's not actually intending on buying. They just want more information. That's the point at which you go, okay, now I need to be like, get more specific about Mm -hmm. what I do because I don't want, I don't my, I don't want to use my resources for people who aren't a good fit. fit. Um, Oh, this is such an important point. Yes. Once you have like more leads than you can handle and you recognize they're not all the right fit, right? Having an extra filtration process or something else to determine who exactly needs to be filtered that way versus this way into our funnel, into our business. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's, that's the point I would say to people. Yeah. Get, get, so, you know, uh, maybe you're like, um, a health coach you start with Mm. a a female health coach right that's that's pretty broad Mm. you start getting clients and then you're like actually now i need to be i mean now i need to be a female health coach for people with thyroid specifically because i've got so many clients there getting Mm. so many referrals there um and then you can start to add further layers of uh of of filtration there Um, you could say you know i only work with women over this age or mm-hmm. you know, only work in this specific geographical area or or people who have these kind of jobs or mm-hmm. you know um totally yeah it depends on what stage you're at if you're like you know what i've got more business than i can handle then yeah you got to get more specific um, yeah good problem to have by the way let's dig in because i'm sure you've got some pointers on this Things that people do wrong in talking about the online hub, right? The the home real estate in the online space. Things that people do wrong from a whether it's a design perspective, a client journey perspective, a structural perspective, right? Can you talk to us about some of the stuff that you see and that you fix when yes. it comes to websites? Hundred percent. So the, the we've spoken about the first one, which is getting making sure you're speaking to your right target audience and have the right copy on the page. One, the second one I'd say is people we all over the sell themselves. They go, we do this, we do that, we 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 we, and and then 
was actually saying this to a client the other day and they burst out laughing. They're like, that's just hilarious. Um, and and but that's the truth, is if you're going, I it could be I, it doesn't have to be right. Me. I right. do this, I do that. It's like, well, how does that relate to the person? Um, so that's a big mistake that people make. And you can easily flip that on its head because, for example, yourself, you you've had got certain qualifications doing what you're doing, right? And so you can have a section where you talk about you, um, at, but you talk about in the context of why that's important for them, right? how that helps them, not just, hey, I've got, you know, I met a doctor and I've never seen so many letters and qualifications like ever in my life on their website. I was like, this is ridiculous. Um, and I said, that's a problem though. Like you're creating credibility, but I don't have a clue what any of that means. Right. How is it relevant to me? Yeah. So I think that's that's the other thing is don't we all over yourself make it relevant for the person, mm-hmm. um, and and I'd say um, that the third thing, and these by the way these all interconnect. There's that you can't fix one and not fix the other. You have to fix all of this at the same time. Um, I'd say the third thing is the flow, mm-hmm. and this kind of relates to the weing all over yourself. But most people prioritizing the flow, of especially your homepage just completely like like you most people just do it in the wrong order and and they don't i think it's because they probably just don't know what they're doing and there's nothing wrong with that but it it, it is one of the biggest mistakes the home page needs to be very focused so that people can get what they need out of that and so sometimes i see home pages where there's just so much stuff my brain doesn't know where to look so simple works better, you know, like your website is quite simple. It's focused. So each section focuses on stuff. And so, you know, you can really, you can consume that and you want to move on to the next step. And then also consider in that flow, considering how you can build like authority with people. Um, so I personally love to, when I work with clients, we love to make sure there's one lead magnet so it's super clear speaking to the right person and we repeat that several times on the home page because usually you want people to opt into something whether it's a phone call or whether it's a downloadable lead magnet or a webinar whatever there's usually one thing you want them to do and then it kind of flows down and and the next flow is well if they've not done that what are they thinking but they have scrolled so they are interested so then we want to create some credibility. So we use logos and stuff that um, that shows our credibility. And then we flow into the, the, the third part, which is what I like to call authority building content. And this is what most people don't do. Probably the biggest thing you could do is have some authority building content. A lot of the clients that I tend to work with are usually spiritual on some level. Mm. Um, and, and trust in that marketplace is like... Here's the floor. It's like way down there. It's in the basement. Um, Interesting. And, Trust, you mean from a consumer perspective? Yeah. Yeah. From from a potential buyer's perspective. Mm-hmm. Or even, and, and they're so low that even the lead magnet itself, they might not download it straight away. Mm-hmm. So I love to have this authority built on content. It's completely free content that shares case studies and stories and information that helps people to connect with you and then want to take the next step. And so that, that and, and there's many other things that we add in there as well, but that that flow, often people just don't do get that. And the other thing I've seen is where 
you have a website and that bit above the fold. So that's the, the stuff that loads without you scrolling mm. is just like so empty. You're like, what, What's what am point? I looking at? Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I looking at? I don't know. I don't know what, like, is that, is this a website or is it just a blank page? Um, uh, and so it's prioritizing the, the, the wrong things. And, and mm. I'd say that the biggest tip I can help people with is, or give is, when people come to the website for the first time, they don't care about you. Right. <laughs> They've got a problem. They've got a problem they want to fix. They don't care. You don't need to put your logo as the biggest thing on the screen. You don't need to put your image as the biggest thing. You need to put the thing that solves their problem as the most central thing so that they're most likely to take action on that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who don't do that. There's a lot yeah. of people who put that way down here and you know way down the page and so yeah i'd say that there are three things is is get the right target audience the right copy don't mm-hmm. wheel all over yourself and have the right flow so that they can take action quickly and and build you know keep it simple and build that relationship mm-hmm. what when you're doing this work for clients right because you're helping them kind of suss this stuff out right a lot of this i don't think comes naturally to people we're for the most part, we're all too close to our work, right? We're too close to ourselves. We we just don't see things clearly from the perspective of, of even, you know, what might make us unique in the marketplace or, you know, what somebody else sees when they show up that either um, stands out or does not stand out enough about what we do, right? So when you are helping people go through this process, is there like I'd be curious, like what types of questions you are asking your clients that help pull this stuff out, right? I'd love for listeners to be able to hear, like, what should I be focusing on that I that maybe I don't see yet about my own business? You want the secret sauce? The secret sauce, <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, still doesn't mean people are going to yeah. be able to do it themselves, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. No, more than happy to share. Um, yeah. So, so the first question I usually ask is. Very simply, who do you serve and how do you serve them? And if they're not clear, they'll give me some mumbo like mumbo jumbo answer, and they'll go off into too two, long. One, yeah, one or two things. It'll be too long, or they will talk about the logistics. Yeah. So it's about like the airplane, right, versus the destination. Yes. Yeah. So they'll be like, you know, it's a it's a it's a six week program, and it's delivered online, and like that's really cool. Um, so then I start delving into, um, so another question I then ask is, <clears throat> give me an example of a client, the, the, the client you absolutely love serving. Like, mm-hmm. who's your best client? Give me, just talk to me about how you serve them. What problem, you know, just talk to me about the conversation and what problem that you solve for them and give me the story. And usually that starts to like unveil the, the juicy stuff. Yeah. Um, if that doesn't, the next question I ask, and I'm I learned this one actually probably about a year ago, which was interesting. And this one's quite an interesting one because I didn't think this would get answers that it does get, is why uh usually the question is like, why do you do what you do? Like, why did you even start a business? And not instead of focusing on what do you enjoy, just why? Why did you start mm-hmm. a business? Which is interesting because like how, how does that get you to the point of you know who that clarity 
But usually people ramble on and then they get that clarity um, from that question. So they're the three questions. But I'd say there's one other component that the super secret source, the super secret ingredient, mm -hmm. which is actually very difficult to emulate yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that I'm very good at is holding like an emotional space for people. Mm -hmm. So when they're answering these questions, it really, really helps their heart just drop all them guards and just be really real with me and that that when that happens and you can call it whatever you want universe energy spirit god mm. broccoli whatever you want to call it <laughs> you know that then allows you to talk to your intuition or your higher self or god or whatever you want to call it and really start to speak the, the truth of why you're in business and who you want to serve and how you want to serve them. Um, and that bit is, you know, I, I struggle to do that for myself. I have to right. go to other people to do that. Yeah. But that bit, even if it's a friend, even if it's not somebody like me who builds a website and, and does that, even if it's just a friend, that component I think is almost compulsory. Mm -hmm. um, and but sometimes you'll have days where you're in that space but yourself and you can mm. then utilize that and use these questions and get them answers. Um, but yeah, I'd say that that is one component that's super important to to be able to get really clear. Because really, I'm not I'm not talking, you know, I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I'm not the type of person who wants to work with the ROI kind of business people. Like, I just that doesn't resonate with me. Right. I want to work with people who want to make an impact. And yes, they want to make a load of money as well. Yeah. But they, the impact is, they understand the impact is so important to get the money coming in, not just that's sell right. anybody and everything. Oh, that's right. No. And I, I know whether it's the right term or not, right. It's the, I call it kind of the bro marketer crowd that are all about clicks and, and measuring every, every, and Again, it's not to say that measuring stuff in your business is not a good idea. Of course, it's a good idea. But when it's all about like the conversion and the clicks, like I know folks in the industry whose business model is based on Facebook ads and they their goal is to optimize for everybody, get as many people inside of these kind of churn and burn type programs, but their refund percent, like their refund rate is like 50%. Yeah, right. And I, do. yeah. And I'm so clear that that's not who I'm here to serve. Right. I am here to help the folks that are very clear on their mission that have a really high sense of ethics. Right. They need support building a business because they're so clear on their mission and like what, what role they play in it. Right. We have to surround ourselves with good people to help us build out anything. And so it's, you know, but fundamentally, more challenging for some of the, what I call even micro businesses to get that support, right? To connect with the right people. And even what you talked about as far as confidence being really low, like trust being really low, even in the world of clients that you work with, I think in the online business space, generally that can happen because so many people do get hoodwinked along the way, right? They, they end up signing up for like pretty massive services or support that to them represents a really big payment from their business and really not getting the results or the support that they needed. Yeah. And I think the industry, the, this is the other thing, the industry that we speak to, 
is is also um, very different to other industries. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we spoke about this when we when we connected a few weeks ago. It's very different, and people can draw people are people are using fear. The bro marketers. I've actually got. Uh, I do a, a weekly live stream on Facebook called the On Purpose Marketing Show, and my tagline is throw out the bro and welcome in the flow marketing. Oh, um, I love it. The on purpose marketing show. We'll have to share links over to that as well. <laughs> it's a great and so, name. And, and so the, the thing is that in this world, these bro marketers have come in and I, I do think it's changing. Mm-hmm. I think it's starting to change, but these bro marketers have come in and, and, and they use fear-based marketing yes. to attract yes. people. And you you don't need to, you just use love-based marketing, flow marketing. And it's not about the strategies and tactics, but it's about the ethics and the way you implement them mm-hmm. that, that causes the, causes the, um, causes the difference between the two. And I think this speaks to like a, and this is probably why we, you know, I loved our conversation previously. Like I, I allocated 15 minutes and we're on the phone. <laughs> right, like we took it like an hour. Something. Right. I know. <laughs> it was fun. Um, but this is the, like, I connect with people like yourself because I personally feel that there is more purpose to us running a business than just purely to make money and get clicks and sign people up. And, and there is a level of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? <clears throat> like we've got power, there's power in what we do. And so there's responsibility in what we yes. do. And, and it's important that we use that in a, in, in a way to serve other people and make the world a better place, not just to make sales. Yeah. Like right. at any cost, because, and the other thing is, you know, you can have these bro marketers and go, right, I'm going to make this money. Then I'm going to donate some of it over here but the thing is if you're doing that but you're selling at any cost you're only balancing up the negative you're putting into the world it's not adding anything it's just making it neutral right Right. that's a really good perspective well i joke regularly based on the problems that i end up seeing in online businesses and uh you know even for my clients when they're dealing with others whether it's their clients or other people in the online space and I, I regularly say a big dose of ethics would solve the vast majority of these problems, right? And it yep. is fascinating to me, even in the, we'll call it the uh, spiritual guru space or the, um, you know, even the, like the self-development, the personal development space, how how frequently I see a lack of ethics happening in businesses in that space, right? So you are right that there are reasons why I think customer confidence can be really low. And for people who want to stand out and do business differently, like, I mean, first of all, I tend to connect with people who already have those ethics built into them. Like it's part of, you know, who they are. So I end up not having to teach my own clients about ethics. But often when I'm dealing with other parties, it's like, if people would just slow down long enough to think about whether or not this is an ethical choice, they would have made a different choice. Yeah, right? 100%. And 100%. and the ripple effect of that is significant, right? I think, you know, for for small businesses that worry because I do see this as well, people thinking like, well, you just have to do it this way or this is what I was taught in this marketing seminar or whatever. They they think that they need to follow some of these other tactics and strategies 
rather than doing something that feels really true to them from the start. And so they end up having painful experiences along the way, trying other people's ways to do things, right? Yeah, and that, and that applies whether you are getting clients or not. Now, obviously, yeah. if you're getting, not getting clients, it's very obvious you're not getting yeah. clients. But if you then use that, I would say it's even worse. If you use them strategies and you get clients, well, now you get clients you don't actually want to work with, right. and they're a pain in the butt, and then you get refunds or, like, you get – it's just – and then you go, why did I even get into business? Yeah. You know, maybe I should have just had a job, carried on in the job, you know? Um, because mm-hmm. in reality, especially for us people who are emotionally and spiritually connected, the 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 feeling of what we do overrides any amount of money we're ever gonna make, you know. Oh, totally. Hundred percent. For most of my people, it's not about the money. And you know, and I'm a big belief that you can build a highly ethical, sustainable business and make lots of money because you are working from connection to your purpose, to your mission, because you're doing it the right way and not the other way, right? Not like some trade-off, like, oh, if I do it this way, I'm just not going to make as much money. No, not true. Yeah, no, 100% is not true. Uh, and it's it's really important you follow the way in which you follow your gut and you follow how you want to be in the world so we can make the world a much better place than what it is now. Um, and and the, I I just get this sense that people are waking up and, and it's still a long way to go, but people are waking up from these bro marketing strategies mm. where, you know, this is the only course you need and then there's an upsell. Well, if it's the only course I need, why is there an upsell? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, right. Supercharger results, mm. you know? You, I made this much money in 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 like you know three days. Now I I'm completely aware that in my profile that you read out that there are some big claims, right? But I want to put this into context. Then people were not starting out in business. Mm. I didn't come in and get them to make six months income in three weeks with nothing. Right. They already had a business. They already had success. I tweet help them tweet to go faster. <laughs> And so it's it's really important that you see that. And the other thing about bro marketers is they they don't they don't give context. And so there's somebody I was talking to recently who potentially wants to hire my services. I don't think it will happen, but he's in this mastermind where they do ads, right, and to fill up courses and stuff. And he was telling me, you know, he quit his job and he's doing this. He spent a thousand dollars a month just on the mastermind with no income. And I'm like, either you've got a crazy amount of money in the bank, or you're crazy, <laughs> or both, who knows? <laughs> um, but uh, and then he's telling me he's going to sell this online course for starting at two hundred dollars and make a ton of money. And I'm like, and I just tried to convince him otherwise, but he didn't want to listen to me because these bro marketers got in his head. Yes. Know, these people done ten thousand dollar launches, a hundred thousand dollar launches, some of them seven figure launches. I'm like, yeah, but you have no audience, you have no product, you've never sold it before, and you're selling it for two hundred dollars. Do you even know what it costs to generate a lead? Because you're probably going to spend $200 generating a lead. That's you right. Know, that's and, and what the bro marketers are not teaching people inside of their audiences, for the most part, although I'll be honest that I don't live very often inside of any of those audiences, is, is what it actually takes from a numbers perspective to achieve that kind of launch, right? You're not yep. talking about like one or two JV or affiliate partners. You're talking about like dozens and dozens or hundreds of 
mailing partners to achieve that kind of a launch, right? And so it's, yeah, I, I do, which which also is why I appreciate so much people who are transparent about their own business model, what it takes in their path of teaching other people what it took to get there, that they're they're removing the veil. They're not adding to it, right? 100%. But I think it's, yeah, I think that can be a challenge for people to find. Um, so out of respect for your time, a couple final questions for you. Yes. What is it? I'd be curious what part of your work you really love the most in, in oh, serving that, your clients. That's easy. Um, when I hold the emotional space to help them figure through mm. stuff and when they get that clarity, they're just like, wow. Yeah. Like that's, I'm just so clear. And that bit, I absolutely love that bit because there's nothing that can replace that bit. That mm. that you know, they once they once we have that conversation, they, they just feel like uplifted. And especially because a lot of people that I work with, you know, they're they're very good at what they do. Yeah. So because they're very good at what they do, what ends up happening is there's not many people that they can have connected, real conversations with, and open up their heart and their business mm. in a really true way yes. and share it. And so I end up becoming one of them trusted, I think mm. the word might be fiduciary, trusted, trusted advisor. Yeah. Advisors. Um, yeah. And, and they share more than that. They usually share stuff about their life as well, which is, I, lo- I love, I love talking. So talking's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love the way that you described that. Like I actually got goosebumps when you first described like the special piece of it actually being just the ability to hold space for having the right conversation. It does really take working with the right people to achieve that. Um, and even the question before that, right? You're number three on the list, which is asking somebody why they do what they do. I have a presentation that I do and and early on in that presentation I that's a question I ask is like not everybody becomes an entrepreneur right there was a point in time you either made a decision or circumstances changed or something and you made a choice that led to you becoming an entrepreneur you know what was the reason you did that like did you think it would be easy right the answer to that is always no like nobody thinks entrepreneurship is going to be easy what right then what is it? They think it's going to be worth it. Well, what makes it worth it? It is attached to their why, why they're doing, that's what makes it worth it, right? Whether it's freedom or family or being in control of their time or being able to apply their brain power in a specific way that they really enjoy doing versus being told or directed how to do that, right? So it, mm-hmm. any number of things, but the, I tell them that is what I protect. That is how I view my work is it my job to protect your ability to show up for your why every day of your life so long as you want to and do that meaningful work. That's what I protect, right? Yeah. But it's it's at the heart of everything. And even, um, even around the topic of like grit and perseverance, I think, you know, I've had lots of discussions about that topic on the podcast and it's a topic that I love. It takes really, truly being and staying connected to your why to stay on the path of entrepreneurship, right? So it's a, it's a really important question. And I think one that we should be asking all the time. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I, um, you said uh, people get into business. 
So I, I do think there's two sets of people who get into business, mm. people who know how hard it is and then people who are optimistic. <laughs> and let me be honest, I was in the optimistic category when I first started <laughs> in business. Oh, this will be a breeze. We just do it. And then, and then the hard that happens. Were you? Do you know Jay Facet <laughs> in our mastermind? I'm laughing because yep. he tells a story of thinking, you know, when he really transitioned from running a whole bunch and he tells this story over and over and over. I'm not sharing any secrets. Uh, transitioning from like a live workshop in person model to the online world. He's like, I totally thought I was going to be sitting at home wearing bunny slippers and just like <laughs> rolling in the dough, you know? And I, I yeah. laugh because yeah. I'm like, yeah, I think a certain percentage of people do sign up for that. Like with that image in mind, like, oh yeah, it can't be that hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I it, That's hilarious. Cause <laughs> But that's the truth. Some people do start. That was my vision is set up a business uh, and and kind of have loads of time freedom. And I actually in my previous business got to the point where I had not full time freedom, but I was only working half a day to a day a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I had a lot of time freedom. And I'm going to be honest, it was boring. Yeah. Um, it was unfulfilling. Um, and I set up that business just purely to make money. It wasn't I wasn't emotionally kind of doing it for the better of people. Mm-hmm. I just was like, just want to make money and it, and i just want to be clear because we're talking about people who are connected to their purpose it's okay to also have a business where you just want to make money but that's probably not the people that's that's probably not your core thing if you're our kind of people because you're going to get bored of it and that's what yeah. happened to me is i got bored because it's like doesn't serve a purpose yeah so um yeah i think not many people get i think people either get into business know it's going to be hard work or they're just optimistic like I was, and then they figure <laughs> out it's hard work. And I used to have these conversations. I used to do presentation, you know, you can work four hours a week and da, da, da. But I never used to, and this is, there was a turning point where I was like, I need to stop selling it like this mm. because I didn't start a business working four hours a week. I started a business grinding, and then I got to a point where I was able to work four to eight hours a week which took a number of years and a lot of hard work and loads of mistakes and cost loads of money and da 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 And then I got there. Um, so I think it's, yeah, you're right. There's, there's a, it takes a lot of hard work to build a, a business and you do need that deep reason why. Mm-hmm. And when I started, I didn't, I didn't really know why, but I figured it out. I actually love that you mentioned that, like you figured it out along the way. Cause I think there's also a segment of people that think like, at the start, like, well, I don't really, I don't really know if this is my purpose, but I do have a particular expertise that I can share or whatever. And I've said this a couple of times on the podcast. I eventually read the grit, the the book grit by Angela Duckworth. After mm-hmm. I launched the podcast, I was like, I should probably go read that book on grit since my podcast is named guts, grit and great business. And I really love a point that she makes in there about like, not everybody knows their purpose. And often you start in on the work and then your purpose develops over time. You create meaning out of your work and then you can become attached to your purpose where it's, you know, really has a strong relationship to your work, but people shouldn't feel bad if they're just trying to figure it out. Yeah, I agree. You don't need to feel bad because, and that is, I found for me, that's the reason I pivoted so much mm. because I, I, if I just, just straight off the top of my head, I've probably had 10, 10, 15, 20 different business ventures over the years. <laughs> like, because I'm like, well, let's try this. Oh, I made some money. Cool. 
but does it it's just doesn't, uh, doesn't quite okay let's try this let's move it. and like you keep pivoting as you go along and and it's not and i don't think even finding your purpose is a it's a finding your purpose is a never-ending journey like even yeah. once you found a uh, once i found the whole of my purpose but found a part of it and then it's still going to develop from here and it gets deeper and clearer and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you do need some why. Like, you do need some why even at the beginning. You need to know that I want to do this, even if it's because maybe your why is I just hate my job, right? And that's not our purpose. Yeah. But it's a why that gets you moving forwards. Because totally. you, you're going to have hard days. <laughs> You know, you're going to have days where you're like, why did I do this? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You need something that can carry you through that so you can keep moving forward. And then eventually, at some point, you'll get to a point where you're like, I know why. And I can, now, I'd say now, Heather, more than ever before, I know my why. Mm-hmm. And this is the funny thing, because my goal was always to work less. But now I work, know my why. I work harder than I've ever worked in my life. <laughs> Like yeah. my days, I'm like, can I fit in another five minute conversation here or a little bit? Like I'm just packing, like where can I find a slot to do something more? Because I love it. I love yeah. it. And, and it serves my purpose. Right. Yeah. Well, that that is the gift of of being able to create a scenario where you do work that you love. Right. Which is why it's paramount that we help more people do more work that they love doing. It just, it, you know, that's my belief is it makes the world a better place. And so, yeah. Um, Divian, I'm so glad that we're connected. It's been so fun to chat with you today on the podcast. Um, where do people find you? For folks that are like, man, I need to go check out Divian's work. I need to check out, and I'm just going to mention it again, headache-free websites. Yes, please. (laughs) Are you connecting primarily through your website? Do you spend time on social media? Let us know where you are. So you can go to my website. There's also going to be another link in the show notes to a specific guide, which I only give out now and then, so it's not publicly available, which is called the 11 most effective strategies to capture more leads from your website in the next 60 days without spending more on traffic. Mm. Um, So there's things in there that you can implement um, uh, to, to get more out of your website. Uh, so the link will be in the show notes because it's yep. easier to just click a link than for us to read out what it is and type it in. Totally. Um, but you can connect with me on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, uh, Facebook, just search Divian Mystery. I've got a green image as my image. I probably won't change it. And LinkedIn <laughs> is the same. Just in Divian Mystery <laughs> or headache-free websites and I should come up. Like, it should Excellent. Be as simple as that. Excellent. Um, so Divian, and, and thank you for that. If you're listening, be sure to pop over. You can check out Divian. You can connect with him on social media. We'll, we will share both your main website and the opt-in link for that gift. That sounds like an amazing gift. Um, at the show notes page, which you can find at legalwebsitewarrior.com forward slash podcast. Uh, Divian, what final either takeaway or action step would you like to leave our our listeners with today? You warned me about this at the start, and I didn't think right. About it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, it's all right. I I think that the thing that I want to leave people with is um, I think what we just spoke about, which is which is wherever you're at, you've just got to you've got to you've got to keep moving forwards. 
because I've had so many points in my entrepreneurial journey where I've gone, that's it, just going to go and get a job. <laughs> um, and I didn't. And I chose, you know, it's not easy. It is mm-hmm. a hard way. If you want to make an easy income, go and get a job. Yeah. If you want to make a purposeful income, run a business. And it, it does get hard. But I promise that if you keep stuck in there and you keep changing and iterating and moving forwards and being getting back up again and moving forwards, you you hands down, at some point you'll figure it out. And mm. and when you figure it out, you'll be like, oh, that was so close to me. <laughs> right. Yes. Oh, I love that. I yes. I hope people will hang on to that if they feel like they're currently in a hard spot. Um, Divian, it's a joy to be connected. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks, Heather. Thank you for joining us today on the Guts, Grit, and Great Business Podcast. We hope that we've added a little fuel to your tank, some coffee to your cup, and pep in your step to keep you moving forward in your own great adventures. For key takeaways, links to any resources mentioned in today's show and more, see the show notes, which can be found at legalwebsitewarrior.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's conversation, please give us some stars and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast so others will find us too. Keep up the great work you are doing in the world, and we'll see you next week.